0: Welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Snyder, and I'm so glad you're here taking time out of your busy life to join in the conversation. In this space, we'll discuss what it means to live a life rooted in Christ and what that looks like practically in the different areas of our lives. Through short, manageable episodes that you can listen to while doing the dishes or taking a shower, we'll talk about how to live our lives intentionally as Christ followers. My prayer is that in whatever roles we fill or responsibilities we have, no matter where we are planted, we will become rooted and established in Christ. Michaela, welcome to the Rooted and Established podcast. I'm so glad to have you on the show. This is very exciting. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited. We made this happen as well. I know. Two busy mamas across the country from each other. (laughs) <laughs> makes for interesting scheduling but uh, we made it happen. I'm so glad we were able to to get it to work. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um what you do, your family, um what you got going on. Yeah, so
1: my name is Michaela. I have four little kids so they range from the ages of 7 all the way down to run one. Three boys and one little girl. Mm-hmm. So yes, Busy Mamas, I know you had to wake up at like six to have (laughs) a podcast (laughs) interview. But I run the ministry Chasing Sacred. So we actually are primarily based out of, we do a lot of our work out of Instagram and then also on our website, But our goal for the ministry is actually to teach women how to study the Bible more accurately. Mm. And so basically how the organization got started, the ministry was because I kind of saw this gap between women's ministry and then also the knowledge of God's word. So Mm. I felt like all these women are so intelligent. They have so much to offer and yet we're spoon feeding them God's word by telling them what we have found the application, but we haven't taught them how to get that application. Application. And so when I kind of saw this, this kind of gap there, I wanted to meet that gap by making Bible study resources. And also we've created an app, um, a Bible study journal and all the things to try to basically get women in the word for themselves.
0: Well, that is, I love that first of all, but also perfect for our talk today <laughs> for our topic. <laughs> so let's chat about That, that is really what we want to focus on today is how to study the word, especially as busy mamas who are just, you know, strapped for time or maybe aren't even aware that they have these Bible study tools at their fingertips. So I just, we want to dive into that and really talk about what it looks like to truly study the Bible and to make that a priority in our life, in our, in our motherhood, like even in this motherhood season. So let's talk a little bit about first, like what is inductive Bible study? Cause I think maybe some people aren't familiar with it, or maybe they are not really sure what that means. So can you share a little bit about what it actually is and why it's important for, for us to know what it is and to practice it?
1: Sure. So I started kind of going to, I was writing on Instagram a lot and I was writing these daily devotionals and I felt like I needed more information. And so what I was doing was I was kind of just writing and sending out and I was like, you know what, I need to go. I think I want to go back to school. And so I started my MA in theology. And of course, one of the first classes I had to take was hermeneutics. And it was in this class that I fell in love with a method of inductive Bible study. And that's Mm -hmm. actually the primary method we teach at Chasing Sacred But there are different methods of studying scripture. But this method I learned in my um, Bible college time, and it really just made so much sense to me. So, inductive Bible study is coming to the text without preconceived notions. So, the concept is looking for what the text already has to say. So, what was the original intent? of the text and so we do that by asking questions we begin by asking questions and usually inductive bible study is kind of broken up into three parts so it's observation interpretation and application so the observation end of things is really becoming an investigator and so what we do is we look at the text and we're like okay what can i pull out here you know what's before this so it's definitely taking context into consideration it's taking the whole book of the bible you're studying into consideration it's taking the whole meta-narrative which is the overarching story of the bible Um, It's also taking basically that scripture and saying, okay, what can I pull out? You know, what was the author trying to say in this passage? It's paraphrasing it for ourselves. It's looking at what the author was saying and also who the original audience was. And so it really gives us keys by looking at some of these facts and observation. There's so many different ways of observing. One of them would be, you know, literary genre. What kind of genre am I looking at? Mm -hmm. So. If you know that Bible is broken up into 66 books and they all have different genres. So it might be playing into saying, okay, you know, what genre is this? Oh, this is a wisdom book of the Bible. Well, how am I supposed to interpret a wisdom book of the Bible? So we take kind of all those things and we look and we just start writing down our observations. So that's observation. And that is the first step of inductive Bible study. So it's asking, what do I see? Mm -hmm. And then the next part is interpretation. And so interpretation is asking, what does this mean? And so you start drawing conclusions about what it meant to the original audience, what the author was trying to get across, um, you know, why this was important, some of these things. And then the last step of inductive Bible study is application. And so typically, I mean, a lot of us are so used to applying the Bible to ourselves. You know, we kind of look at it a lot of times as like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I can, this is like, I'm going to move the needle on my self-development or, (laughs) okay, I love what this has to say. I'm going to apply this to me. I should be like this character. This is a moral lesson, which these things are not innately bad, but we also don't get kind of the full picture if we study the Bible that way. So kind of the last step is application. So it's like asking questions like, how does this apply to me in my life, but also to me in relation to my community? How does this apply as in, what does this teach me about God's character? So these are some of the things that we kind of ask as the last step. And so I hate to say, like, I think sometimes, you know, we can get so on the end of like, okay, you know, the Bible wasn't written to us. A lot of people will say, Mm -hmm. but the Bible was definitely meant to be applied. And so the last step we do is we apply it to our very lives so that we can become more like Christ, right? So that we do develop and learn and grow in him. And so there's all these three steps that we kind of use in inductive Bible study. And we teach that here at Chasing Sacred.
0: I love how it just breaks it down for us to to make it like these doable steps, um, it can feel really overwhelming to just like sit down with the whole Bible and be like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> and so when we have like, at least I'm a, I'm a systems person, I'm a pro, like I wanna see the process. And so to be able to have almost like these these steps to go through that I know this is going to take me through studying the Bible intentionally and it's going to help me understand, like you said, the original context who the author was talking to. Why was he writing this passage? And then how can I learn more about God and about his whole story of redemption and how can I apply it to myself today? And taking it step-by-step step helps us to just better understand God and grow in that relationship with him. And so it's so important. It's so important. And I just, I am so passionate about helping other women and I want them to see like, they can do this too. You don't have to go to Bible college
1: <laughs> yeah, for to sure. learn
0: this process, to learn how to study the Bible. And you don't even necessarily have to have all these steps figured out right away. Like there are resources like like the app Mm -hmm. and like your journal and those things to help us grow. There's like a bazillion websites and commentaries and things that can help us in this. But just learning and putting this into practice in our our daily time in the Word and our our daily time you know of prayer with the Lord, I think is just so key for us to know truth and to really know what the Bible actually says, not just some quick sound bites or a tweet of it or, Mm, um, you know, things that maybe sound good, but aren't actually biblically truth. So what would be a Bible, maybe, uh, or sorry, a book of the Bible that you would recommend someone who just like, okay, I want to practice studying the Bible. I want to get better at this process. What book would you maybe recommend to really deep dive in?
1: Yeah. So typically what I say is to either start in a gospel Now, I normally say that for newer believers because it shows us about the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about inductive Bible study, I actually a lot of times direct people to starting in an epistle. Now, the reason that I do this is epistles are letters, right? So this is a genre. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we really, it's a lot, I don't want to say easier, but sometimes it's simpler for us to understand how an epistle relates to our lives. Mm -hmm. And so because it was, you know you know the author and there's an audience and it was a letter written to a church, right? Um, that then typically it's a lot easier to apply the principles we find in epistle to our everyday life. And so a lot of times when people are starting out in inductive Bible study, I say, you know what, why don't you start with an epistle? Because when we think about um, prescriptive and descriptive, right, these are two ways of interpretation in the Bible. We think about prescriptive, which is um, something for us to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of times epistles are directive. So it will tell us kind of to do something, right? Whether it's talking to the church about false teaching or something like that, it's something to do. And a lot of times we take the Bible and we immediately think, okay, this is something I'm supposed to do, right? (laughs) But sometimes the Bible is um, descriptive. And so what it is, is it's describing a moment in history. Like when we look at the book of Acts, right? I'm in Acts right now. And it's describing this moment in church history. And so when we see that, it's not necessarily like, okay, now you need to, have tongues of fire coming out of your head or whatever, right? That would be making it prescriptive. And so a lot of times the epistles are a lot easier for us to um, do that with. And so a lot of times when we're starting out inductive Bible study, I'll direct people to an epistle.
0: Yeah. I love the book of John. And I usually, like you said, the gospels like direct people there, but it is, it's so, it's helpful to be able to kind of start in like this letter that was written to the churches or, you know, one of the churches and you can kind of look at that in a way that is okay. How can, how can I take what he was saying and apply this to my life and and grow in my relationship with God? I love that advice. So a lot of my listeners are really busy mamas. I know you said, you know, you're a mama for how do you make time for Bible study or what recommendations would you give to help someone create that habit?
1: Yeah. So I think asking the question, like, what's your best time of day? I think not everyone has the time of day. That's the morning. That's their best time of day. Mm -hmm. I know people who don't like the mornings. I actually wake up super, super early to study before my kids are even awake. Um, and then a lot of times I continue my study while my kids are awake. Mm-hmm. And so what I've told my kids is, listen, this is the most important part of mommy's day is making sure she's in the word of God. And because of the results of that, and because of them actually seeing me study the Bible, they love to do their own quiet time too. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll pull out their own Bibles or they actually don't interrupt at all because they know how important it is, mm-hmm. um, for me to be studying the word. And so I think when it's building a habit like that, and they see you do it every day, they see me do it every day, right? They understand the importance of it. And they also understand that it's uninterrupted time. And so during that time, like they will interrupt me, you know, when you take a phone call, they're going to (laughs) interrupt you (laughs) like podcast. They will interrupt. (laughs) Absolutely. For some reason, I think it's just that it's every day they see me reading my Bible. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of times they'll, if they do, sometimes they'll snuggle up or I've also made it, you know, I've put their water, like their cups down lower and their bowls down lower so that if they do want to get something to eat, they can grab something to eat in the morning. And so kind of those little silly things can help Mm. us so that it's really not as interrupted and you can kind of think my household is so chaotic. <laughs> and so just to have those kind of moments of quiet, but I also do love to wake up super, super early so that I do get moments of quiet. Cause it's just so nice to have a quiet house when you're studying the Bible.
0: Yes. Yes. That is really helpful. But I think that, you know, if you're in a season where you cannot get up, any earlier than your children who are up at the crack of dawn, or, you know, maybe that's not your best time. Maybe your best time is at lunch or during your kid's nap time or before you go to bed. That's fine. Finding the time. But also the, I think a really key thing here is that you are communicating that to your children and inviting them into that. And I think that's really beautiful of just, first of all, like I'm telling you and I'm modeling to you that this is a priority to me. So feel free to join me get your Bible out, sit here and have quiet time and snuggle with me while I have my quiet time. But let me also kind of set up the environment so that you can get yourself some food or get a drink or, you know, go play quietly while, while mommy finishes up the quiet time. I think that's really key. And something that we miss a lot of times with our kids is just explaining to them what we're doing because they just maybe don't know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I <laughs> know so, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. I think like what you said, like explaining the need to, like I I love to show my kids, like one of my biggest things in parenting is to show my kids my need for Jesus. Yeah. So whether it's communicating like mommy needs this time in order to be a good mommy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where mommy needs this time in order to be a good human. And I think like, even throughout my day, I talk about mommy needs to communicate with God right now, or maybe mommy should ask God about this, you know, and just showing that I'm dependent consistently on Mm -hmm. him. I think will point our kids to the fact that yes, they should also build a life that's dependent on him.
0: I love that. So it's, it's, it's this twofold thing of, of I need this time. So let's protect this time, but also Mm -hmm. let me model this for you to help you see that this is important for you too. uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you can go have quiet time as well. You can talk to God about this. Let's stop and pray and ask God how we should handle this situation. And just really modeling that and, and almost discipleship via modeling. And I think that's Mm -hmm. our time in the word will, you know, kind of overflow into that. So, again, I mean, that's maybe kind of obvious, but what, how how has studying the Bible impacted other areas of your life? I mean, you know, sometimes we're like, okay, we have our quiet time and I close my Bible and I go on with my day. Like that should not, it should inform the rest of our life. So how has it really learning to study the Bible and get into the word and learn the context and learn, you know, how to find the original language and those sorts of things. How has that impacted the other areas of your life, your motherhood, your mission, your marriage? How have that helped?
1: Oh my word. I feel like that question, I could go on and on, but I think like one of the reasons that I feel like I I guess I'll kind of answer this in a different way a little bit one of the ways that it's changed my life um doing it more inductively or a deeper study I think is because it points you over and over again to Christ and then Mm -hmm. who Christ is and how to keep Christ center and so I think instead of finding my hope in you know me becoming a better person or me um you know like Yelling less at my kids, which is all a good thing, right? It's the fruit of that. It's finding hope in who God is. And there's something that, like, when you're in a really difficult circumstance or when you're in the chaos of motherhood or when you are kind of looking down at these things, I think the biggest hope we can see is to look at the character of God and say, you know, like just recently, even I was just like struggling with something that was really unexpected in my life. And I went to the word of God because I was like, this is really unexpected. And I don't even know how to trust you. And again, Mm -hmm god reminded me of his character and god reminded me of who he who he is and i think like meditating on that character during the day really helps us to have a steadfast faith in seasons of great uncertainty right Mm. like i had kind of written this post the other day just about how god is a god of order and amidst the chaos like it says in genesis there was chaos and disorder basically and then god formed it into order Mm -hmm. and so god is a god of order and i prayed like lord provide order in my life, like help me to, you know, give me some order in my motherhood. I'm not naturally Mm -hmm. ordered. Right. And so I think knowing that, okay, he is this God, and then he can also help us um, in these ways. And so the other thing is I've been meditating so much in such an unexpected season recently in my life of God's sovereignty and you know, the the peace it brings to really know Mm -hmm. that he is in control I think sometimes things can feel so haphazard or (laughs) just exhausting or like Mm -hmm. oh my word what like I feel like I'm you know succumbing to this but I'm not really because I'm you know standing amidst like these waves knowing that he has everything under control And so there's just so many ways, everything in scripture. I mean, scripture is God breathed. Everything in scripture is profitable to teach us. And I just over and over again, whether it's motherhood, mission, marriage, like any of these things are, have been informed by my study in the word of God. And the spirit has worked continually in my life to just inform every aspect of it Mm. by what I read in the word.
0: Being in the word, studying it is so transformative Yes. And it trans when we are transformed, these roles that we have and these responsibilities that we have are also transformed. And we, I love that. you said it keeps you focused on Christ and his character. And it almost just takes our eyes off ourselves yeah. <laughs> and just keeps us on him so that when we are struggling, when we're going through a whole a hard season or even just a hard day, if we're focused on him and his character, it doesn't even really matter what we can handle. It doesn't matter if we're enough because we're not, we need him anyways. Yeah. And so he he gives us what we need and he sustains us and gives us everything we need for life and godliness. And so if we're in the word, we are filled up and we are able to keep our eyes on him and on his character. And I think that's just a key Aspect of, of this and of studying the Bible and then letting it kind of infiltrate <laughs> the rest of your life. I think that's, that's so beautiful. Really, I love that. How have you handled, or maybe seen, or combated, I guess, if you will, when you've seen people take things out of scripture or when the, the enemy's lies, whether it's from the enemy himself? or it's from seeing people twist scripture how has has studying the bible kept you you know kind of rooted if you will in in the truth to combat that
1: yeah i think that's a great question i think i've grown in that area so when i first started studying the bible and i would see people take things out of context I would get frustrated and I would get to the point where I'm like, okay, I just need to show them that I'm right, you know, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I think God has really grown me in that area. Mm. So now I think I approach it more with grace and a knowledge that many people take scripture out of context. And it's a lot of times, I would say majority of the times unknowingly Yeah. and that we should have grace for the learner because we've all been there. And so I once wrote this post and I was like, you know, basically like we let each other learn in every area, but biblical studies, you know, Mm. Like, well, you need to know it all, and your theology has to be perfect right now, yeah, in order for me to take you seriously. And it's like, um, all of us have grown in our theology and biblical knowledge, and probably still need to grow, and always will be growing, right? I mean, the Bible is so complex, and so I think now I approach it more with grace. Um, and there's obviously different degrees of this. So there's people that just don't understand, and then there's people that are perverting, right. um, the gospel. And so I think like when I read in Second Peter actually, I recently wrote a post on this in the app, the Chasing Sacred app, but he actually is very direct and very much like, do not, you know, basically be succumbing to these lies, but then he's like, dear friends. And then he says it again Mm. and he's like, dear friends. And then he's like, dear friends, friends, don't do this. (laughs) So I think it's like this kind of like balance of how do we make sure that we love them and we're doing it out of Mm. a place of like, I love you. You're my dear friend. I don't want you to get caught up in these lies. And then also a place of like, but it's a lie. Like we yeah. are, going to, we're not going to be, you know, dancing around that. So the way that the Lord has grown me a lot this year is in truth and grace. Like how do we yeah. balance that? And I really feel that Instagram is a beautiful depiction of how so many believers struggle with that middle ground of what truth and grace looks like. Yeah. And so we have some believers, right? And beautiful might not have been the great terminology to use here, but <laughs> Um, We have one side of the believers that are just so like, you know, you're like, oh, wow, they must be, you know, I don't know how people feel about the Enneagram, but like an eight on the Enneagram, you know, Yeah. Um, or the other side, they're like, oh, they must be a nine because they're so gracious. Right. (laughs) And so there's these two sides of the spectrum and it's like, no, all of us need to grow towards each other to be both truth and grace. And so what are our motives for coming against false teaching? I mean, I think it's easy for me to want to come against something and I have to always check my heart because I want to show I'm right. Yeah. you know, but is that out of love or do I have concern? And I think God has really grown my concern for believers Mm. that like the most recently when I came across some false teaching, I actually just, I was like almost weeping. And like, I actually asked the Lord, Lord, why would you let them be in this confusion? Mm. And I think that's a different spot than I was just a couple years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that idea of, the grace and the truth they both have to coexist and so that's so key to to really loving people well and also speaking truth and and combating you know the lies of the enemy and that's where getting into scripture daily studying it understanding the context is going to be key not even just to like start a fight on instagram but just to know like lord that is not i see that that is not true because your word says this or i'm dealing with lies from the enemy and I know that that's not true because that is not of you. That is not what your word says. And so, becoming more familiar with the word and even getting deeper in studying the context and and the original meaning and all of that is going to be so key. And and I I say this a lot. I probably sound like a broken record, but when we know truth, we can spot the counterfeits, whether that's on Instagram or in our own mind, it doesn't matter. But when we know the truth, when we know the word of God so well, we can spot the counterfeits and that's through the Holy spirit working in us, but we also have to do our part in getting in the word. And so I love that. I love your, your ministry and your, your mission to help women mama's busy people just to learn how to study the word and, and to really grow their roots deeper by studying the word of God. I love that. Oh, thank you. So what resource we're going to wrap our conversation up here. What is a resource that you are loving right now that helps you grow deeper? It could be, you know, super, super spiritual, or maybe it's just kind of lighter, but what is something you're loving right now?
1: Yeah. So I have two things. One thing is like a plug for my own journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I use it all the time, but basically we use the journal at my church and just also in my individual study, I use my journal, but basically it's asks you the questions to kind of just have a spot to put all of those things down. And so we'll ask you questions like, what are the repeated words and mm. stuff like that? So you just have a spot to kind of write down your observations and kind of guide you in your, Bible study.
0: Well, and I love it. Sorry to interrupt. I love it too, because it, it asks me the questions that I forget to ask
1: as well. Like forgetting like,
0: Oh, I need to look at the repeated words. Like I forgot to do that, you know? So it just kind of prompts you to look at those things.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing, uh, if you follow me at all on Instagram, I've been really into like, I wrote everyone like, what are your traditions and like all this stuff. So this girl actually DM'd me and she's like, hey, there's a book about making traditions and memories as a mom. And I was like, okay. So I actually have the book right now and it's called um, Memory Making Mom by Jessica Smart. And so it's been helping me kind of just, it's it's silly, but it's something I'm really working on is just writing down the things that I want my kids to remember, the memories, the traditions, because we can get so caught up and in doing like all these different things. And my husband and I are always on the go and doing fun things with our kids, but to make certain memories that are consistent year mm, after year, I really yeah. want to kind of like like settle. Okay, what are the ones that like, we are going to keep every single year and our kids can look forward to and they build security and mm-hmm. all of these things. So it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of thing, but I
0: really enjoy the, the book. I love that. I think that's so good and it helps you be more intentional too in that and in in your motherhood. So that's awesome. I love it. So where can people find you? How can they connect with you so that they can learn more about Chasing Secret, your journals, all of that?
1: Yay. Awesome. So they can connect with me on www.chasingsacred.com. That's kind of where you can purchase our stuff. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's actually under Chasing Sacred as well. And we have Chasing Sacred Co., so that's where we sell our products, but also where we talk about the app that we do. So if you do want to download our app, which has daily devotionals, five days a month for free, um, five days a week, not month <laughs> or free. Um, it's on iPhone or Android. And so those are really, really fun too. We go through a book of the Bible at a time typically. Right now we're in Advent. And so, yes. Uh, I
0: love it. That's so great. Well, I will link all of that in the show description. Thank you, Michaela, for being here for working out our schedule to make it happen. And for, for chatting with me about studying the Bible and how we as busy mamas can do this too.
1: (laughs) I'm so happy. This was so much fun. Thank you for waking up so early.
0: (laughs) Of course it was worth it. Thanks for listening to the rooted and established podcast. As always, I'm so grateful you took time to listen. I would be honored if you take a moment to leave a five-star rating and positive review. This helps other potential listeners know that this is a podcast worth listening to. And while you're at it, screenshot the podcast and put it on your social media or stories to share with your friends. That is worth a thousand thank yous. But if you tag me, I'll be sure to personally thank you myself. I hope you have a great week and we'll chat again soon.